0: Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, two living legends, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, on acting, activism, and their Netflix show. Hey guys, I'm Josh It's Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused, joined as always by another living legend, Sammy Heller.
1: Right before you press play, you go, I'm going to die soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I wished it had gotten on there. And everyone should know the reason Josh thinks he's going to die soon is because he has a cold.
0: <laughs> I've had a cold for like a month. Uh-huh. It, I had the flu. I had. Did you get the flu in this season? We haven't talked in a while. No.
1: If I had the flu, everyone would know. Would know. <laughs>
0: if
1: I had the flu, there would be like helicopters. I
0: was. I did think I was going to die for about a day. Yeah,
1: I, but you think that a lot. No, no,
0: no, no, no. This was serious. I could not move. It was hot, cold. Did it you was, cry? Well, it was hard to differentiate the the sweat tears from sweat from the tears.
1: Like, did like you know no, when you feel cry. so sick that you cry?
0: No, actually, I don't do that Well, I guess we have different ways of coping (laughs) with illness Um, no, I've been caught You you haven't been caught by the bug?
1: No, now I am Apparently, after being in here I
0: coughed over that microphone that you're talking into no,
1: this is Jane Fonda's Microphone (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, yes. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, this week we're back with a vengeance. Took a, a week off last week because of uh, Los Angeles shenanigans. Uh, I was running around. I covered the Golden Globes for MTV. Went to the Critics' Choice Awards because I'm a, a member now of the Broadcast Film Critics You're Association. Critic. I'm a critic. Um, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. But sadly, I didn't have time to record a podcast. But hell, we're back with not one but two amazing people. Yeah. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, we're just here. Makes up for
1: the for the off week
0: oh my gosh they were uh, remarkable they just left here Um, we should mention uh, beyond their you know hundred years of amazing work and activism that they have uh, the fourth season of Grace and Frankie uh, coming uh, to Netflix I believe this Friday so everybody should check it out as I mentioned to them I'm I'm a convert I just uh, started watching Grace and Frankie Um, when I booked them I was like I I better check out the show and I've watched uh, all three seasons I've started to watch the fourth season It's a very enjoyable show
1: it's like you didn't know if you were having a a fever dream or if you were watching grace and yeah part of it was (laughs) i I just couldn't
0: move for much of the time in la and i just had to watch something uh no it's it's a it's a fun show and uh it's obviously uh the two of them uh reteaming uh after you know that amazing work in nine to five years ago and you got martin sheen and sam waterston it's it's a great ensemble and well worth checking out and not just for not just for old folk it's for young folks too. Us. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're smoking weed. They're <laughs> that's right. They're they're having sex. They're that, yeah. They
0: are a lot of vibrator talk.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um Are you okay? <laughs> not really. Um, no, but the conversation with uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin was uh, amazing. They are two icons and willing to talk about anything and everything. And you
1: could do two hours with each one of at like I know. I like a truncated two hours with each one of them.
0: Crazy. So, I mean, yeah, we, we touch on a lot. We touch uh, on a lot of different aspects of their acting career and their and their uh, amazing activism over the years and uh, the Time's Up movement and, and all the stuff that's going on in politics today. Um, so uh, a really enjoyable conversation with the two of them. And I should mention also coming later this year, I would recommend this. I got a chance to take a sneak peek at the new Jane Fonda documentary that's going to be debuting at Sundance. Uh, Next week, uh, I believe it's called A Life in Five Acts, uh, and that's going to be showing up on HBO later this year. Uh, Really great film. The same uh, filmmaker that made the Spielberg documentary recently. So really fascinating. And again, like a two-hour documentary that just scratches the surface of An Amazing Life. Um, So that's this week's show, Sammy. Are you intrigued?
1: Yeah. Okay, good. You're so lucky. (laughs) <laughs> you went to hang out with Grace and Frankie Hashtag for blessed. the morning. Hashtag
0: yeah. Um, so Did yeah. you just
1: tell them about how sick you were the whole time? Or...
0: No, I decided that was not a good opening gambit to. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: after you shake their hands. <laughs>
0: <coughs> <laughs> no, I You can't... guys
1: get the bug yet? <laughs>
0: Not a good opener. Um, Anything new and exciting in your life? I've told you my Globes and Critics' Choice shenanigans.
1: Yeah. I mean, Will Smith joined Instagram, so that was... I don't know
0: if I know that.
1: You're so ignorant. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) Is he killing it? Is he already...
1: It is. It's like The Rock and Hugh put together. Whoa. It's amazing. Really? Well, like, they each... You know, Hugh's like the perfect dad Instagram. The Rock is just, like, you know, motivation and... and fun. And Will Smith is, like both of those combined you okay. should have, yeah you're, gonna, you
0: know what I'm, I'm gonna give him a follow. yeah think, well, he needs your follow will smith needs your follow i'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, will I'm, your follow. I'm toss big willius a follow I yeah. Think. yeah
1: so that took up uh most of the time since i saw you last which sure was enough.
0: in 2017 so. right okay okay well that's good so 2018 is off to a rip-roaring start
1: yeah uh yeah, pretty much <laughs> that and, and waiting to hear uh stories about the globes from you. That yeah. was how I waited. That's right. how well, I spent well, my time.
0: I, I don't wanna I don't wanna like, make the intro it's so super long, but I'll I'll mention a couple quick things off the top of my head. Um, I saw I saw our buddy, Timmy Chalamet, no less than four times in the last week <laughs> in Los Angeles. Um, the, the the bromance is alive and well. We're doing good. Thank God. Um, he, Somewhere
1: Hiddleston's like putting out a hit. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. Uh, he told me that uh, uh, as far as he knows, Ansel uh, it does not hate me. Post the uh, uh, I had a conversation with them at the Globes about who was more popular in high school. I'm a little worried that Ansel might hate me now. Ansel, if you're listening, I love you.
1: Ansel doesn't hate. Ansel okay, could good. never hate okay, you. Good. Everyone
0: knows. Uh, that. But Timothy seems to be having a blast on the awards circuit and well deserved. Met a sister. She was lovely as well. Um, yeah, got a chance to see a lot of uh uh the happy second fused uh uh guests in the award season. I saw Army Hammer. Can um, you
1: tell the what? the what? Hemsworth?
0: Oh yeah. I saw Hemsworth, uh I saw Chris Hemsworth. Um uh in brief, I was at the globes. Uh, I got a chance to sit in, in the in the actual uh, uh, in the show, um, and I was hanging out, and I saw uh, Chris Hemsworth and Angelina Jolie walk by me as they do, right? You know, um, uh, <laughs> your uh,
1: eyes burn; <laughs> it's too exactly beautiful. Much. Yeah.
0: and you know, I, I have a, a good relationship with Chris, and he kind of bumped into me inadvertently, and I basically did like the mock joking thing, like, "Hey, man, what the hell's your problem?" <laughs> and I just saw like Angelina Jolie like flash me like a death look, like who is this meager mortal talking to, <laughs> talking to a god like us? <laughs> and, um, you know, she walked on, but, uh, but Chris and I had a nice, uh, nice chat. Um, and uh, who else? Yeah, I saw Garrett, who was on the podcast recently, Garrett Henland, uh, told me all about the, uh, how um, the, uh, the Fantasy Football League players are all, are all up in arms about um, uh, that expose uh, <laughs> coming out. Um, wait, who else did I see that I was going to mention to you? Uh, oh, no. It's going to come to me. Don't worry. Great. Next week. Next week. Next week.
1: Don't tell me until next week.
0: Okay, stay tuned for yeah. more Golden Globe <laughs> stories throughout the year. I'm going to parse out every Golden Globe yeah, story. As he
1: remembers them. In yeah.
0: June, there's going to be another story that comes up. It's going to be a good one, though. But it, it was a special night, obviously, with the, also the Time's Up movement. Uh, there was a good atmosphere uh, there, and good to see people. Like, oh, uh, Emma Watson was mm-hmm. there. Um, oh, our, our buddy, David Harbour. Oh! Spent a lot of time with David. Uh, saw Alice and uh, Sudol, who they are now an item. And, uh, Hot uh,
1: off the press. Uh, yeah, and
0: I got a chance to hang out with them, uh, the two of them, for a bit at the Critics' Choice Awards. That was fun. Um, and, yeah. yeah,
1: was good... I was happy when you told me your wife was there, because I was picturing you, like, sitting in between David and Alice, <laughs> like, like their kid. <laughs> Like, guys, how fun is this party?
0: I would be adopted by them. Why not? Yeah. Oh, and I discovered last thing I'll say before we're tossing into this wonderful conversation. Uh, got, got a chance to uh, catch up with Allison Bree, and I mentioned to you that uh, Allison and Dave. Hey guys. Hi guys. Hi. This is so exciting. Uh Allison claims that they enjoy listening to the podcast. Sometimes together, sometimes in the car. So if you're driving, pay attention to the road. Yeah, guys. Drive
1: carefully. We need you guys. We need
0: you guys. Um your and, treasures. And and please, Alice and Dave, rate, review, and subscribe.
1: You have to rate so review happy, and
0: subscribe. <laughs> just toss us a review in iTunes, would you? Even we need even superstars like you to uh, review the uh uh the podcast. Um that's all for can the preamble. Write, can they
1: write it off on, for their taxes? It's yeah, like a charity. I don't
0: think it works that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, on to the main event. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Grace, Frankie. Woo! Enjoy. There's no formal introduction. I don't even know how I would introduce... Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, but welcome to my office. Thank you. This is uh, such a privilege. It's Uh, a
2: great office for those who can't see it. It's got fabulous posters.
0: E- e- he's there, e. there. There you go. No, he's there for comfort.
2: Yes, looking down for your on own us toy. from yeah Yeah. Um, and, uh,
0: and 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 I, I was just telling you guys for the record, um, we're, you're here to talk about Grace and Frankie, of course, entering its fourth season. Uh, I, hadn't, I confess, I hadn't watched the show until when I when I booked you guys. I was like, okay, I've got to go all in. Obviously, I know your careers, um, and I've watched 41 episodes of your show. Oh my last god. Week. Um, and I, you know, I could have gone and by with a few episodes and gotten the gist, but I really, I legitimately enjoyed the show. It's, oh, it's a thank Fantastic you. piece of work. Oh, so, good. Um, are you guys, are you guys surprised that um, you're enjoying it four seasons in? Or are you surprised, or more surprised that audiences are still into it four seasons in? Yeah,
3: absolutely. I, I mean, we are, I, but we're kind of. I've kind of. I feel like it's a like that is that is me in some way, and that is Jane. And of
2: course, we're doing it because that's our that's life. Who we that's are. us, yeah. yeah. It's- we're kind of surprised that so many young people like it. You know, I, I think part of they young people. I'm talking like you know, ten year olds. Yeah. They like to watch it with their parents or grandparents. It kind of bonds them together. Right. They cover their eyes about the when the vibrators
0: come on. Sure, vibrators a secret <laughs> yes. word. It happens in least yeah. five times an episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it never hurt anybody. It's all good. But it's
2: a, it's such a thrill, you know, to be able to give a face to older women, yeah. a face that's funny and yet real, and. uh and to have a steady job,
0: there's really cool. <laughs> a lot of bonuses to this. I mean, it's funny because, like, you know, growing up, I, I like many, like, watched like a show like The Golden Girls, and you think of something like that, which was a, a fine show in its own right. Yes, but you know, I think of those women on that show, and they seem like twice as old as the ladies that sit in front of me. There's just a different temperament. I don't know if it's the times we live in.
3: Well, I, I think the, t- the the age has been reduced. I mean, 60s like the. I mean, the 80s, like the new sixty or something, you know. At yeah.
2: least I'm four years older right now than my father was in On Golden Pond. I thought
0: of that one. We, Isn't well, that was amazing? Yeah, you're older than and Catherine in that film. Oh, I'm a, yeah, I'm about eight years older than Hepburn was. Is that mind boggling to think about? Because yeah, it he, is. He, it he really was, is. You know, he was uh, in the last. Uh, he was years. sick. Yeah, but she she
2: wasn't, and and and, uh, I, you know, I'm just. Anyway, it's good to be alive and have a good job and have a show that's really <laughs> popular and yeah. that gives
0: hope to people, makes old age look not so bad. Exactly. When when you were in your 20s, what did you think, like, what was your notion of someone in their 60s, 70s, or 80s?
3: Well, I thought they were somewhat advanced. I think I did. My mother had bypass at 70. She lived to be 91. But um, I thought of her as... I don't know. I think now I'm thinking back, and I didn't think she was. I just thought she had that condition. Right. But she was not athletic or anything. She didn't keep herself, you know, physically really able. She was able, but she didn't work at it. She didn't do anything that women have done in the intervening years.
0: She didn't do the Jane to
2: work at no. <laughs> and I, I didn't think I'd make it past thirty. I thought I would die of. I don't know, alcohol or drugs and all by myself and alone. <laughs> oh, no, wow. I saw no dark. future.
0: I saw no future. Well, is that partially obvious? I mean, for those that don't know, I mean, you lost your mother very early on, tragically. Right. Is I that- just...
2: I was... I had depression. Yeah. So the fact that I'm not here... Well, I'm how 80, old were you when
3: you married Vadim? 23.
2: Well, I, I started living with him at 23. Yeah. But I... I the fact that I'm 80 and that it's better than I was when I was 20—that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when I think of of both of your your lives and careers, it's you both have been able to you know adapt in, in, in so many ways to, to the different the times we live in, to different aspects of of pop culture and life. And you and when, the cliche of thinking about you know people that are in in their older years is is that they're not adaptable, that they can't change, that they're set in their ways. And I feel like you two stand apart from that. Is, that. is that fair to say? Do you feel like you are, you're still adaptable, that you still can kind of go with the flow and, and change, or do you feel like you are set in your ways to a degree at this point?
2: Totally not. I feel like a work in progress. I mean, part of me feels like a newbie. Um, very, very, very flexible. You, you know, if you stay curious yeah. and you stand up straight, you come across as much younger than you are.
0: Yeah put <laughs> up for you? For you? <laughs> that's true
2: It is true
0: yeah it is <laughs> does,
2: does, this does, indeed true. posture has a lot to do with I'm, 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 I'm the appearance of young
0: anyway does, does, does work help does I mean you, you guys stay extraordinarily busy both in the show I, I, I believe you're still doing you know theater you're doing your one woman show when you can right yeah um is that something that you find sustains you and keeps you know is retirement does retirement equal death? In some ways, to you guys, that you feel like, unless you found uh, interest that you were going to do it the same, if you just stopped, I think it would
3: be like a death. Yeah. But if you, uh, even if I weren't working in the theater or working in television, if I were doing something meaningful, yeah, I would be all that it
2: would I mean, be. Some people retire take. and they just rewire. You know, they they go off and do a whole new thing. They join the Peace Corps or whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, I can't even conceive of what retirement would. I mean, I'll die with my boots on.
0: Right. If it's if if it's not acting, it'll be more activism. It'll be something else. Yeah. Writing. It'll be whatever. Yeah. It has to be something. You have to replace. You have to fill it up with something. It just will fill up because that's who
2: I am, and you too.
0: I think so. Do do you? I hope so. Um, do you guys have similar temperaments in terms of the way you approach the work? Do you feel like you've brought out different aspects of yourselves in, in working with each other over the last four seasons of Grace and Frankie? Or,
3: well, I, I feel like it's so natural. I, I, I don't. Uh, I can't even think of what I would have done if it weren't with you and. The kind of character it is It's like I say, I feel like it is Like they're living, it's like Ernestine Like an old character I did like Ernestine I felt like she lived in the culture And I feel like those two women Live in the culture and You have to check in on them
2: every now and then Yeah I don't think that we're kind of like Conscious or self-conscious about Methods that are different from and each I, and other And I've gotten much
3: more uh, In the in the last Few years uh, much more, just kind of doing it. I just, I guess, I've developed to such a point I can just go in and feel like I can do it, and you don't worry
2: it so much. Yeah, I think I've rubbed off on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was that always you you're a, I, I thought, a, thought you were going to
3: say
2: I, you've worn off on me. <laughs> well, you know, because I see, I, I co-produced Nine to Five sure. and hired Lily. And it took a year to convince her to do it. It (laughs) took so long. It was hard to convince her to want to do it. And then, after a few days of actually working in it, she wanted to quit because she didn't think she was good. She always worried everything, always worried. I know I'm not. And so, you know, I just say, I said, "Come on, take a leap of faith." You said that to me way before,
3: you re- and then you said it again. At say that it time. All you the said time, you <laughs> said it very frequently.
2: It's how I stay fit.
0: I take leaps of faith. <laughs> Literal instead of jumping jacks. <laughs> so, is that, is that something that, that sounds familiar to you, Lily? Like on every job over the years? No, no,
3: yeah. I, I haven't. I didn't worry this job at all. I haven't. I'm saying in the last few, several yeah, years.
0: At this point I you're not worried about I haven't fired worried them too much, Got no. It. Is uh who who's more likely do you both stick to the page? Do you like to go off and kind of Well we're make not it we, your own? we don't. We're no. not
3: really I no, I won't to. say allowed, but say it loud. would just slow things <laughs> it would slow things down because they'd so be running time. in there saying, Look at the word the words are different than what you're saying. Right. Um, but uh, the show's tightly written and it's, you know, we, we have certain flexibility and however we perform it or whatever life we bring to it, we're
2: doing that. We have to behave. Sure. I think Lily probably does it more than I do because comedy is much harder than, than drama and and there's a certain rhythm, you know, that, and Lily knows that in her DNA right. and I don't, so I think she's more comfortable being flexible. But, you know, Movies are, it's a director's medium, but television is a writer's medium. It's all in the words. Right. And so in episodic television, a director will do a scene and then he'll go back to the video village and talk to the village people and say, how did it go? (laughs) So they need to give their approval. And if the words aren't right, sometimes they don't give their approval. So
3: they, I I mean, they've certainly come down and told me and clarified a phrase or a A word. Yeah, a word, yeah, a word.
0: Since, um, because you obviously because they
2: built a joke
3: theoretically. Yeah.
0: You you took quite a break from acting for a while, Jane. Who me? Fifteen
2: years. Yeah, I didn't miss it for one moment.
3: (laughs) (laughs) See, so what work were you doing all that time? I was being wife to Ted Turner. Uh oh. So that's it. I was marinating
2: in becoming who I really was, and then I decided that, that I could go back and find joy, and I did. Monster in Law was my first film back.
0: Do you do you find that it's a different kind of a joy? You're taking a different kind. Totally. Of, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. why do you think that is? Because
2: I I had lost myself. I I didn't I, I didn't know who I was, or I was really really unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so with Ted, I kind of got back to to myself, and he made me happy.
0: Do you feel like, Lily? Have you ever had to take a break from the job to kind of like cleanse the palate? Do you feel like? that's necessary or is I've it- been
3: forced to take a rest. And-
0: <laughs> it doesn't look like that according to your resume. It's like no, you it doesn't. Work.
3: Well, I always had, I always, uh, in fact, I used to say in the early days when I started out that I always had an act and that's what kept me off the match game. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I always had something I could do. Yeah. You know, work on material or get booked into some place to do a date. Um, what was that question
0: that, uh, I don't even know i'
3: taking those. time off yes thank oh you. taking time no i don't I have taken periods where i haven't done anything worked consciously for three or four months maybe but, you
2: see yeah that's different than fifteen years
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh I know, but um i had to i mean I had to work technically you know i'd uh, taken i'd taken mark twain's path, which was to live a big, live in a big house, so I'd have a bigger public personality.
0: <laughs> so I had to pay for it. Sure, sure. Did you have doubts when you came back to acting that you would that that muscle had atrophied, that you wouldn't be able to?
2: No, it's like sex and riding a bike; it comes back if you know if you want to. Remember when she came in at the
3: Oscars
0: that first appearance? That was a moment, and dazzled the world. So, when the casting directors were like, "Oh yeah, Jane Fonda," We need to get her back. And in look movies. how she looks. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I did. I, I it was it was not difficult to come back because I was ready. Yeah, and uh, and it was a good role and a funny movie that people liked a lot, and it was fun to be outrageous. Yeah. I learned how to do that from ten years living with Ted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, you talked about how this show has resonated with, with audiences of different uh, ages, and uh. I think that's definitely true. I mean, do you feel like? Do you feel in touch with pop culture of today? Do you feel I I, I feel like my sense is you guys are actually pretty in touch with twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. What year are we in? Twenty eighteen. See, I don't even know. Um what like what are there moments where you feel like I just don't understand what culture is anymore, or do you generally feel like you, you get it?
3: Yeah, I think I get it mostly. I don't know that I really know it. I, like, I don't know all the bands and stuff like I might have when I was 30 mm-hmm. uh but i was always sort of you know very tunnel visioned in terms of my material and what my sensibility and so on but i knew how to plug in the culture to
2: all that sure and i you know i have grandkids and it's hysterical riding in a car with my 14 year old granddaughter cuz she sings every word to every hip hop song <laughs> You know, and that goes real fast, right. and I just kind of look at her out of the corner of my eye, and every single word—it's amazing. So she keeps me up on the music, mm-hmm. and um, and well, my grandson—he's a, he, yeah, he—he's different, <laughs> but. Um, he just keeps me straight. But I you know, I'm on social media yeah. and stuff like that, and yeah. I watch a lot of TV now, which I didn't used to.
0: You were saying before we were when we were sitting down, you obviously have seen Call Call Me by Your Name. You've been catching up on movies, Timothy Show. Oh, I'm a famous. Girl Scout.
2: I look I <coughs> vote in the Oscars and so does Lily and, and I we get sent the movies. I see everything.
0: Can can you reveal some of your favorites? I'm just oh, curious.
2: Let me just say, yeah. Phantom Thread. If you ha- it's right, it Amazing. is a masterpiece. It's 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 very subtle. It's all in the small gestures and the silences mm. and the eyes, and you have to pay attention. But it's brilliant. And then the other one is Shape of Water, also Call Me by Your Name and Get Out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah these are four of my favorites. Yeah. Anything Mudbound
2: is good. Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Are there filmmakers that that you still would love to work with? Do you think Paul that?
2: Thomas Anderson to me is a genius?
0: He's, He's another level. Just a genius. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he he stood by for Altman on uh,
0: you oh, know that's right. Um, oh. Prairie companion, Prairie Home
2: companion. Yeah, oh, that would because
3: oh. Altman close, had they? cancer
0: and he was he was kind of the backup. Insurance yeah, he was just director, there. Right? He yeah. got it so we could be insured. Right. Wow. Was was Altman Maya
3: was pregnant. She was in the movie. Um,
0: Do you consider Altman one of the the key collaborators in your career in terms of someone that's?
3: Yeah, know? I think absolutely. He gave me my first movie role, right, and uh, and that was uh, created a sensation for me because I was most people were thinking I was Ernestine from right. Laugh-In. and you were
2: nominated.
0: That's right, House yeah, and
3: I got nominated, so I automatically got into the Academy.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> right from the start. Right from the oh, start. Oh God,
2: you were so good. I love that loved how you were in that movie.
0: Well, who do you do you when you think back to your your film career um, and there's too many filmmakers to mention but do you can you think of one or two that you feel like were the ones that you had most of a kinship with that you credit most with bringing out the best in you. Well, you
2: know, what's so great about being an actor is that every director is so, if they're good, they're really different and they have a different approach and they cause you to use different muscles that you didn't know you had. But, you know, I made three movies with Alan Pakula, including the first Oscar-winning movie, Clute. Sure. So he was very important to me. Hal Ashby directed mm. Coming Home and I won an Oscar for that and he was extraordinary. Fred Zinneman, Julia, Totally different and very brilliant guy. He only would do one or two takes, and I said to Vanessa Redgrave once, H- "How does he do it?" And she said, "He knows how to cast. He would cast perfectly, and then he'd kind of leave you alone." Yeah, you that know? was a, a gift of
3: Altman's too, as he was a, he could cast. Yeah, but those three movies you mentioned. Now, how did it go? Because I, I identified immediately. Clute. Cinnamon, a cinnamon! You tried to get me a part in, <laughs> and I went to the uh, Emmys that year, dressed as a '50s movie star.
0: Was that, a, that was I had part tiara. of the, the, the tactic to get a... Uh, to no,
3: get a, <laughs> I didn't... I did kind of didn't know that Fred Zinneman would be looking at the Am- Emmys. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there like with my tiaras all cockeyed, you know, and the next day Mr. Blackwell said on Good Morning America, he leaned into the camera and Lily Tomlin, we do not wear tiaras. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a whole put-on for me and I did it for Altman because I knew Altman would get a kick out of it. <laughs> and... Uh, so and I was gonna have you know rhinestone eyeglasses and say sunglasses and say some of you will and I had oh I had a big fox fur and I had a dress I got out of the NBC wardrobe sure. with paillettes, silver Piets.
2: Like RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> RuPaul there, before see time. There we <laughs> <I> go again. <laughs> so uh,
3: anyway, and I was gonna say some of you will think I've gone Hollywood. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't win, so I didn't get to say that. But then, what was the other thing you saw? on Hal Ashby? Jane and I, on first time we went out, we went to see, uh, you know, uh, Harold and Maude, oh. and we saw it. We sat oh. through it twice.
2: Oh, yes. So
3: Hal Ashby was just like the end of the world oh. for me at that moment.
0: That's and a, sorry, and
3: then no. what was the other movie you said? Uh, well, let uh, Julia Clute.
0: Clute.
3: Alan Pakula. <clears throat> Alan Pakula. He wanted to take after I did my first Broadway show appearing nightly, he wanted to go in the studio and just try to film it. And I didn't do it.
0: Is this a regret?
3: Oh regret. I just my heart fell out of my chest when I when he got when he died yeah. and that option was just closed to me. And I thought, Oh, it makes me cry right now. Uh, no. It was just oh, such a loss. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, uh, I, I I took the opportunity to uh, look at your first collaboration, 9 to 5, which is <laughs> which is uh, such a fun movie and amazing to watch today because in some ways it feels <laughs> extraordinarily still, relevant. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Which is in some ways kind of depressing um, because I would think that you probably thought at then, surely 35 years hence, we're not going to be talking about the same things, uh, harassment, equal pay, etc. Um, it now it's a strange marker of the times that that, that we're has,
2: still at it. Yeah. Yes.
0: What do you make of that? I mean, is it's that-
2: to me, I, it's you know, it's a long haul, man. The patriarchy is going to take it's going to take time but it's a wounded beast which means that we've gotten stronger and it's run and scared which means it's very dangerous but we just have to recognize that we're strong and kill it finally once and for all cut its damn throat <laughs> and do away with it i mean we're fighting now for for one fair wage right you know 13 million people in the united states work as tipped workers and they have and 70% of them are women and they they have three times the poverty rate and more sexual harassment because because they have to put up with... They live on their tips, so they're dependent on, right. on you know. But the seven... Listen, this is really fantastic to know. In the seven states that don't have a two-tier system, where tip workers earn the same minimum wage as everybody else, plus tips, sexual abuse was cut in half. Well, there you go. See, when and there's economic the parity, yeah, yeah. yeah. Women don't have to put up with it. So that's what we're working on.
3: And then slowly, those, uh, those male restaurant owners are disappearing from the earth. They're just... Falling into a puddle of despair. Like dinosaurs, <laughs>
2: yes. And there's some good ones that are rising up that do treat their workers well.
0: W- was was, was um, parity and pay among your, uh, your, with your male co-star something you were aware of? Or no. At the time? Like, do you think no. you were making the same as Redford, et cetera? I, you know terms? something?
2: I, I, I thought I'd had so little value. I didn't pay attention. If I had found out that I earned less, I would have thought, well, that's just because I'm worth less. Aww. It never would have occurred to me.
0: And that speaks volumes. You, who is so has so much self-worth, even you, it wouldn't even occur to you. Well, that's
2: very recent. That's why I like being 80 so much, because my self-worth is very recent. But, you know, now I would pay attention. Yeah. But, but, you know, and I made sure Robert and I earned the same amount in the last movie we made. (laughs) But before then, no, I didn't pay attention. Did you? Yeah,
3: but I wasn't a big enough star to... uh a movie star to demand I would have assumed I would have been conscious that I know you made more money than I did on nine to five on the back I'm end <laughs> well I was but a producer. you deserved it you were the producer <laughs> you struggled for that story etc cetera, etc cetera.
2: Um, different considerations that's
3: right and yeah. so I have those well, we all earned
2: the same salary I
0: know we did in terms of the acting fee
3: yeah, yeah the acting fee <clears throat> well there you go no, I was just—I just brought that up. I was trying to. She's no, I feel like there's dirty laundry to that you're trying. Just I feel like
0: there's a wedge in the relationship that's <laughs> just come Uh-oh. up. Sorry, guys. No season five of Grace and Frankie. We had a good run.
3: <laughs> no, wait. I was going to tell you something. It was uh, something or other. Uh, oh well, we started a little fracas when we were doing Grace and Frankie because. What do you mean?
2: We? I mean, you did.
3: <laughs> what well, you were sitting right along there, going along it was with your it. joke. Say what you said. What did I say? I said, someone, the New York Times asked me if I, something about my check or my salary or something, right? I said, oh, I was pretty happy with my check until I found out that Sam and Martin make the same as we do, and right. we're the, the leaders of and Frankie, the series. Yeah. And so that, that just ahead of the Me Too and the, the and the the drop them or whatever the thing is. <laughs> you started Time's it all. Times up.
0: <laughs> Times. Drop up. them is a good one too, though. <laughs> Not Times a good up. Yeah,
3: just just before we actually probably preceded that we ins- we sort of honey, we proceeded.
0: Fermented. <laughs> you could definitely make anybody that, that
2: preceded us is dead.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> The Time's Up movement, which is remarkable. I mean, I was was at at the Globes. I was working the carpet. It was great to see sort of that. Oh, wasn't it great? Yes, it was was actually a beautiful and celebratory. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Um, And it's really, it's been a fascinating time the last few months since um, this, like, one thing. You know, the Harvey Weinstein thing just starts everything off. I'm just, I'm just curious. Does it make you reevaluate and think back to your own relationships on set? Uh, the things that you saw, the people that you interacted with, um, you know, people, some people will make the argument, to, oh, it was a different time, et cetera. What do you make of it? Like when you think back to your own career and your own experiences um, about the things that you saw and experienced?
3: Well, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't experience so much. I mean, I did have, I had enough of, you know, the BS with. Like a, a producer, if he's a good friend, we'd be laughing, talking about something. And he might grab my arm and pull me down on his lap and kind of give me a big bear hug kind of, you know, nothing too mm-hmm. uh, too off- offensive. But I, I knew it could have led to anything. Sure. And I would just say, you know, cut it out, you know, and all that stuff. And I would just, and I never noticed other people on the set who might be going together or have their eye out on somebody. Except you, I've noticed. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, you can't, you can't ignore it. You can't miss it.
2: <laughs> no, I got fired when I was a secretary. I got fired because I wouldn't sleep with a boss. And then once a French director, this was like my fourth movie, you know, he said, "I the character has an orgasm and I have to see what your orgasms are like. <laughs> and I just laughed, That's pretty pretended I didn't. But aside from that... Um, I didn't, I didn't run into it. No, but yeah. you know, I've been involved in the times Up organizing and a lot of the meetings and it's, it's just amazing what these women have gone through. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: I mean, do you have sympathies or it's a complicated subject, obviously to say the least when you think back to like, cause it, we're going back decades in some of these like, things that have come up, whether you do you the know, Dustin Hoffman stuff, Woody Allen stuff, who you've worked with Lily, you know, keeps coming back around. Um, it, it, is is do you feel like all this needs to be looked at with certain different contexts there are obviously different different behaviors it's not all, you can't put it all under one umbrella, but certainly there is a culture that needs to change that's for sure um and it's been around for you know m-
2: centuries is this millennia no, no and it's much worse in other industries yeah and and you know I do agree that we we, we we, we have to differentiate between f- joking around innocently and right. something that's offensive. But we also have to understand that what may not be offensive to me could f- f- turn another woman over the edge. You know, could flip another, you know. The- People have to realize that when a woman is sexually abused... It's, it's, it can be life-altering, mm-hmm. and you can spend the entire rest of your life trying to heal from it. It's, it's not a joke, and it's not to be taken lightly. Absolutely. And I think what's happening is a real turning point and very, very important. And as time goes on, I think we're going to make it much easier for men to understand what's acceptable and what's not. I mean, time's up. I think the next meeting is devoted to men, helping men kind of understand... The play, place playing in all field, this, yeah. which I think is great, because we all love men, and, and you know, we're going to need to have men on our side. Right. You know, it's a small planet, and too many of us, and we have to learn to be nice to each other, because we need each other.
0: Do you, I'm curious, you know, we kind of alluded to this a little bit, but do you remember, like, when you felt like you had a voice on set that you felt entitled to kind of speak your mind on a film set or I mean you, you know you were generating a lot of your own material so it might have been a little bit different for you Lily I'm not sure but I mean in terms of when you felt you had agency to make your argument to 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 um go to do When a I
2: started producing my own movies mm-hmm. with 9 to 5 and china syndrome and Coming home, those movies. Then I started to feel agency, but I was in my late forties by then. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I have to say, when I'm 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 patting myself on the back, and I don't really mean to. It's like I didn't have the 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 concept of this of the system working a certain way. Like when I the first national job I had was on the Gary Moore show when he made a comeback, and he failed. He was canceled mid season. But on uh, Smothers Brothers replaced him because he was like an old gasp of the old variety show, right. and I had been tapped to go on that show, and I just fought with the writers, the material. I was more concerned always about the sensibility of what was being presented, and uh, and I would just I would go up to the writer's office and I'd say, "You can't do this. This is just awful. This is blah blah blah." And they bring in some actress to do a, a bit, and I hear her laboring over this material yep. for hours and then they drop it. They wouldn't even do it, you know, and I'd go and I'd say, see, look what you put, it would be like um, the one who had uh, the thing about the girls boarding school, Charlotte Ray, look what you put Charlotte Ray through for hours trying to make that material work and then you just drop it. You're just sending her home and she's not going to have the job or anything. And, uh, And then I got canceled after the third episode. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then I did that always. I, I mean, even on something like all of me, which, uh, uh, I didn't. I wanted to change Steve's tie in a scene. I didn't like the tie. <laughs> I, I was just outspoken about yeah. stuff, and I I think that's what kept me from uh, any kind of sexual harassment too.
0: There, there's filmic evidence of the infamous, and I love it. One of my favorite viral, viral videos. You and David O. Russell going toe to toe. Yeah, that's I mean, true. He, They're he, friends he, now. I know. Oh, I yeah. we are. For we were friends that day, but well, you clearly speak his language. He he's he's. A, I've, interviewed a him, I've, I've interviewed him. I've interviewed many yeah. many times, and and look uh, many great actors love the way he works and clearly... Yeah, and I do, yeah. Um, is that is So that, that infamous uh, crazy video, which again... I put,
3: forgot. I've forgotten about that, you know.
0: <laughs> I don't think <laughs> so.
3: Quite a few years ago. I, I did kind of forget about it.
0: But um is, is that... Like when you saw that video, I'm curious from your perspective, Jane, being a friend of, of Lily's, like is that a familiar kind of scene for you on a set? Have you... Totally not. Really? I'm not a conflict person. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I have a really hard time. It's, I don't like
0: conflict. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's curious. I, I should mention also, I got a chance to watch the new documentary about you.
2: Oh, uh, you did? Yes. Oh, gosh. Which is, uh, and what are, did you're you think? Absolutely.
0: Uh, I thought it was fascinating. I mean, I know uh, a great deal about your life, but to see it kind of encapsulated in that way, and, and the structure is fascinating, wow. too, in that I believe it's uh, a life in um And it's curious. I mean, f- this is going to be a documentary that's screening at Sundance. I'll be there. I know you're going to be there. Um, and it's going to be shown on HBO, I think, later this year. Yeah. Um, because it's re- very much about you being defined by by men. the men in your life, at least to a certain point. Yeah. Um, and that's that's again fascinating, given what we've talked about, and you've been pretty open, and that it took you a while to kind of like come into my
2: own, come yeah. into your own. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. And the men helped me. Yeah, to, in different ways, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that something? Have you watched the documentary? yourself? Not yet? since
2: it's finished. I'm it's so hard. Oh my god, it's so hard because it's not entirely flattering.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, like because you, both of you in, in kind of researching, you know, like what to talk about with you guys. It was almost like overwhelming for me because I feel like I could talk about anything with you two. Partially because you've lived so many different lives, fascinating lives, but also because you're both kind of it seems like open books. You're willing to kind of go anywhere. Um for you, like when you when you did the documentary, are there aspects of your life that you f- still feel are tough for you to talk about? Right. So I'm not going to talk about. it. Well, I'm not going to ask you about. <laughs> that, but I'm curious. Like, what, what yes. I mean, are, is it is it because you're talking about very intimate things in the documentary in terms of your father and, and marriages that that didn't work or, or did work? Um, does is is that part of the therapy to kind of like talk about this? Stuff? I think.
2: I think the reason that I do it is because I found a way to do it that is helpful for other people. It's almost like it's somebody outside of me. Right. And I try to turn my life into a a lesson of things to avoid or things to embrace or what I've learned. And, you know, it's why my my memoir was so successful is because it really spoke to a lot of people, including men,
0: and helped them understand their own lives. That's the only reason I do it. I think you, I'm not sure if you said it in the doc or something else I said, but you, you at some point talked about your father having regrets.
2: Yes. At the
0: end of his life. And
2: I don't want to die with regrets, so I'm trying to live in a way that, that will minimize them.
0: Yeah. I mean, as you, as you guys sit here today, I mean, are the regrets that you have, when you think about them, are they personal ones or are they professional ones or a mixture of Oh, roles? personal.
2: I mean, God, you know, you're lying on your deathbed, you're not going to think about professional The job you turned down. No. no. <laughs> or the stuff you didn't buy or any of that. It's right. all. Do my kids really love me? Was I a good enough parent yeah. you know did i Did I leave the world a little bit better than before? you know and things like that also yeah. because I sort of feel that the answers to those questions determine whether you survive on any energetic level afterwards
0: mm-hmm. that 's legacy that's yeah yeah um, i mean for for you, Lily, in a different way, and you kind of alluded to this like oh, it seems like a lot of the way you 've approached life has been. You haven't overthought it. Like you've just sort of like charted your own path in a way. Like this seems right to talk to, interact with people the way I do, to create the way I do. Let's not overthink. It's kind of it's almost in contrast to Jane in some ways. In that I feel like you've lived a life that you've examined very deeply. It's very
3: intentional. Yeah. So I, I that's why I've adopted her life. <laughs> I could just jump right to the point she's achieved and.
0: There, skip all the the messy <laughs> all stuff. All the work. <laughs> Um, but, I mean, it's curious. I mean, obviously, because, you know, you've been open in, in, in your personal life. And you and, and your wife, uh, Jane, who have been together over well over 40 years. Um, I mean, you were never really, for instance, in the closet, right? You were just didn't. It, it, there was never a proclamation. It just you lived your life and the people close to you knew. But you never made a secret of the way you Some were.
3: people thought. I mean, some people who thought I was gay. I never said, well, I'm not gay.
0: Yeah.
3: And... uh In fact, I think I recall you, I was in San Francisco, and it was like, it was after you'd seen me on Appearing Nightly, because I did that bit in Appearing Nightly where I do the heterosexual uh, interview, and, and and I play both parts, or I can't remember how I did it, but... Uh, it's on one of my record albums mm-hmm. and in uh, the person and the person says, Lily, oh, I play the interviewer and she's like, talking kind of like this. <laughs> anyway, she says, Lily, what was it like to uh, see yourself on the screen making love to a man? And I said, oh gosh, you know, I've seen these women all my life. I know how they walk. I know how they talk. <laughs> Some people said I went too far. Some think I didn't go far enough. Uh, but, and it goes on and on like that. And uh, and all I had done was I took Cliff uh what's his name he was in Boys in the Band he was straight. Okay. And he flipped he he told he every interview he did he this was way back in the days of Boys in the Band and he t- tried to make everybody know he was straight.
0: Right. I so he that would. On its head. Yeah, he, yeah. I
3: just turned it on its head.
0: <laughs> and uh I mean did you feel like that, that was was did people try to exert influence on you over the years and like quote unquote outing you and, and, and thinking. Oh about, yeah, sure. Yeah. Some
3: people, uh, I can name famous people who did, uh, if I could remember their names, <laughs> uh, you know, the woman, uh, the, the woman who wrote, uh, and I've never met her, mm. but, uh, and I would like to have met her and everything. And in later years, I would really have liked to have met her. Uh, she wrote always in, you know, like, like E.E. E. Cummings in the village voice, you know, in lowercase, no punctuation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, When I first started uh, going out, with, when I first was with Jane, we became a couple very quickly. And uh, she called me up and threatened me on the phone, called me at Jane's apartment and threatened me and said, uh, we're going to, you know, I'm going to do this to you and I'm going to do that if you don't come out, if you don't make a statement, if you don't do this. And it was like 1971 or something. And I said, first of all, you will get nowhere with me by threatening me. You know, I was just really pissed off. (laughs) And so there have been a lot of people like that over time. Yeah. And then they had the outing thing where people would send you cards on October 11th. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that you should be out, and uh, and
2: why October 11th? I
3: don't know. Is I forget why the anniversary
2: of Stonewall or something?
3: No, I don't think it is. No,
0: sure. so I don't it, know why it got picked. It's curious because I mean, we I mean, all 11,
3: 11 is my lucky number. Oh, there you go.
0: Well. <laughs> Because there's a lot to be uh, to to pull your hair out about nowadays, clearly. Um, but the advancement for the LGBTQ community is is something to point to as as progress. I mean, are you heartened? Are you surprised? Sort of like where you were in your life in your 20s to see sort of oh, where that community I, I, lives totally today? I'm totally
3: amazed at the gay community that they've 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 made what kind of progress they've made. It's just been, of course, there's a lot of smart people who are gay. And a lot, and there are people, mostly men, who, through the years, they had the wherewithal. They made, they had, they were more professional, and they, and the women were much lower, you know, s- scale down, downbeat, down, whatever that phrase is, down socially downward, mm-hmm. mobile, sure, immobile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're just gonna throw a lot of words out. We'll figure I it mean, out. because women yeah.
3: couldn't, they really couldn't work or make that kind of money. They'd have to, unless they were professional, and fewer women. Who were gay were were had professional jobs at that point. Yes,
2: but and it's, it's you know the 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 gains that have been made are life saving. I, I spent 20 years living in Georgia and you know teens killing themselves and right. it's just uh, it's so so important what's happening.
0: Um. You know, I'm sitting in front of two um, fantastic activists. What do you lose sleep over in 2018? Um, what what do, do you lose sleep over nowadays? I mean, is there? It's hard to kind of figure out the one issue to be most up well, in arms about. The plot, the Earth <laughs> is, is collapsing. collapsing. Yeah, the planet. i Yeah.
3: I mean, that's and wh- nobody and they're. No, it's not even in the news. I mean, it's so it's so minimally mentioned. Uh, of course, Trump is such a distraction. He keeps the he does broken field stride. I think everything. I think I feel like he's conscious of everything he does, and that he's totally distracting one week so that he's doing some stuff behind the scenes under uh, that yeah. during that week, and then he comes out with another big. Uh,
2: but alongside kind of every single thing that happens, we have to be aware that the earth is dying yeah. and uh-huh. that it's a race against time. Because at a certain point, it doesn't matter what happens. We're, gonna, we're going down. You know, The stuff we saw, the fires, the floods, the earthquakes, the, all of that is just the beginning. Yeah. It's going to get much worse, and we have to try to, to stop it while there's still time. But in, as an American, what I lose sleep on is I, f- I feel that our democracy is being stolen from us. And we have to fight like hell, and I'm pretty optimistic that we can.
0: I will say, I mean, because, you know, I, I grew up, you know, I'm a, you know, cliched, like, uh, uh, you know, Upper West Side liberal <laughs> um, from, from Manhattan. My wife works for Well, the, don't be
2: the, liberal. be liberal-
0: radical. <laughs> well, there, well, that's what I was going to say, is frankly, the election radicalized me. A it, lot of people. I think so, right? People like, who never considered themselves to be activists. Because it felt like now or never, like the stakes have just gone Gone as high as they go. Right. It's a it,
2: well. There's as as Jerry Brown puts it, you know, Trump is negative energy is coming at you, and that releases positive energy. And there's yeah. a lot of positive energy that's been released. We just have to, you know, be sure it's channeled to constructive uses. You know, like organizing in the grassroots and winning back the House the senate Absolutely. governors
0: well i was going to say I mean, you you know you've both had remarkable uh, you know take away all the acting and everything else you've lived amazing lives of activism and you were a full time activist for for a long while jane i mean what would you say to you know someone in their 20s or 30s to like what do you do to kind of like channel find out what's going on in your yeah. in your area what are the on the ground
2: organizations that are actually <clears throat> tr- making the a women's difference. march
3: on the 20th there you go
2: but we have to do more than march. I mean, we have to resist and say no, but we also have to, if we're going to win, we have to say yes to, to things. And, and yes, we have to know what kind of a society we want. Yeah. And I think it has to be, you know, more empathic and compassionate and less militaristic.
0: Absolutely. Um, and we have to save the planet.
2: Because <laughs> be completely, <'cause>, completely <laughs> uh,
3: void of any military, to militaristic shenanigans. Yeah
2: gone,
0: do away with? Um, Lightening it up, putting a bow on this wonderful conversation because um, uh, that's all all very important, but not as important as Grace and Frankie season four, obviously. Which is (laughs) the most important thing.
2: I'll tell you one thing. (laughs) It's a lot easier being an activist with a hit series behind you. I would think. (laughs) Oh, I mean, when we go out together on our dog and pony show, it's pretty great. People love it. (laughs) She was a waitress, you know, so we talk about waitressing and is that
0: right? Sure. Could you still be a waitress today? Do you feel like you still have the Oh, the yeah, skills?
2: sure,
3: sure. No question.
0: What can't you do now that you, you miss being able to do 30, 40 years ago? Is there uh-huh. anything? Uh-huh.
3: Just not get up in the morning <laughs> when I have to go to work at 5. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your
0: call time? They're so brutal. Five, Sometimes, Why yeah. would they do that to you? They ought to get early. Wait, well, you, well, you, well, I have to get an early start or on you makeup okay. and hair. I have that
3: like a funny thing. I might have that big hair, you know, that that I wear. And Jane says, "Your agent, your agent, that that it hair needs its own agent." <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you become do you become less self conscious about that kind of stuff at at a certain point, or more self conscious about the what kind of stuff? Well, the appearance, the uh, I mean, does that can you ever let that go in a certain degree? I mean, you're in in, in an industry that is all about that, unfortunately. Um, but I would hope that. With age, also comes a little self acceptance.
3: Yeah, I can't. I, well,
2: <laughs> don't touch me. No, no, no,
3: no. <laughs> no, I, I was I announced earlier this week or this morning or something. Uh, I announced that I was going to slowly start not wearing makeup. Yes, any makeup. <laughs> Why not? Well, you have to wear a little something for camera, like maybe a little base. <laughs>
0: There's a tip to the actors out there. Go with the base. Don't overdo it.
3: Yeah, follow along with Frances McDormand, and and I saw Shirley MacLaine at the Globes. I don't think she had any makeup. Yes, on. Yes, she did.
2: Well, maybe <laughs> maybe base. No, she had makeup on.
3: She did not have her eyes delineated.
2: Well, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, my attitude yes. about it, you know, it's very hard because I. Well, we both kind of grew up in the fifties, but you know, I was very much. A, sort of it was drilled into me that if I didn't look perfect I wouldn't be loved but n- now that I'm right smack dab in the middle of oldness I will say that uh, if something goes wrong it's like eh I mean like I've had a cancer removed from my lip right. you know listeners I'm sitting here with bandages on my lip I was on the tonight show last night with Lily with bandages on my lip what's a lip in the scheme of things there
0: you eh. go. <laughs> right <laughs> Well,
3: if you're right in the middle of a big smooch. I'm not
2: smooching anymore, except with my dog.
0: You've given up on smooching, I hear.
2: Well, you know, maybe when my lip heals, just smooching. <laughs> I'll go back to middle school. Right. First base. Kissing is the best, anyway. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, God. Um,
2: I just love her. <laughs>
0: I mean, it, is, it has this strength, It has to have strengthened the relationship. You knew each other very well for for decades, and you only collaborated once on an you know a wonderful film. But,
3: but- we did a lot of tributes. I mean, mostly I, I tributed her,
2: <laughs> and I tributed her too. And once we did activism twice. together and stuff.
3: Or she did a favor for me. She'd come and be interviewed at the Gay Center for you know we had right. different programs that we. Trying to always sell to cable,
2: but I I don't know whether I could survive the hours and the work if it wasn't for working with her. Yeah, I mean, I really I look forward to, to. She is a hoot, and you know, I'm I'm kind of a downer. So to to be with somebody who just someone asks a question, her answer is always funny, and so I'm trying to learn to do that. This, you know, this. and I'm getting better at it because of her. Oh,
3: she's very
2: funny. Every now and then. She
3: got off a great line on uh, the, the Today, Today Show. Today Show, and then she got off a good line here. Well, several. I think there were a few. Yeah. Yeah, there were. But she did one very kind. Uh, but she. she, she I'm before. learning from watching her. I'm, I'm, what it, <laughs> some I've heard. She delivers and it as if it's. Some the first she's time. heard me say, but. <laughs> so, but you did say one good, really sharp thing today. Uh, yeah, this in this uh, performance.
0: We'll do the post mortem on it and we'll evaluate. I think you guys get a B plus, A minus, maybe even an A. I don't know. You did really well.
3: Well, I probably. I probably hovered at a C, no. and, and no, her, no, you, no, her grade
2: yeah. brought me up. You were at least a B plus. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. Um,
0: you were an A+, pluser. Oh, that's very sweet of you to say. I was, I, you know, I, I don't get nervous often. I've had a lot of pretty um, um, amazing performers on this show, but um, to talk to one of you is intimidating. To talk to the two of you, it's kind of I overwhelming. I think that would be more warming. And... Well, it's more of a conversation. I can, I can let you two banter, and I'll sit back and enjoy yeah. That that part is fine. We,
2: we we should use that. If people get nervous with us, we should use that. And negotiating and stuff.
0: Yeah. There's nothing I can provide you with besides, you know, water.
2: negotiating. You know, like for more money and stuff. We should go in together <laughs> oh, and be we sh- intimidating. Well, I've told you that. My God. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean him I can... saying it kind of means more to me. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I think that is the highest possible compliment. I mean, look at all the names on the board there that he's interviewed oh, here. Calm down. Uh, no, none bigger than you, too. no, I'm I can, de- can see that. Actually,
3: <laughs> <laughs> see, she's killing me.
0: <laughs> When's the last time you were intimidated by somebody, Jane? Do you get nervous in any situation at this point? I can't remember.
3: <laughs> not lately. well. That's not because you haven't been intimidated. Oh, that's been because you can't intimidating. remember. I just can't
0: remember. I'm old. <laughs> That's what right. you, does that ever happen to you? Do you find yourself intimidated? Re-
3: yeah. Kind of, yeah, but mostly because I don't. I don't really take the forefront, you know. I what is sort mean? of a footnoter.
0: She's willing to be the second banana and jump in with a good line. Is that, is that what we're talking about?
2: I don't know. I, I, I have no. I don't. All re- I know is that as we've been going to all these shows and looking at clips. Every clip, you have the funny line, and I'm going to talk to the writers <laughs> oh. about it, because it's really obvious no, when we I'll look at clips. No, i tell you, I don't
3: think it's the lines. I think it's Well, point. you know
0: how to My deliver. Reaction. No, it's, you, you always have the good lines, plus don't. your reaction. I mean... So you can't diminish the straight man. There's nothing, you know, you need the straight man right. to, to have the counterbalance. Yes. I said
3: to someone just last night, I said, Jane and I could become the next Dan Rowan and Dick Martin. <laughs> Of course, she would be Dan Rowan and I would be Dick Martin.
0: <laughs> Laughing for 2018, reborn. That's Very right. exciting. I would
3: Costello is
0: better. I'd like to say.
3: Who's well, on first? One of us is going to have to put. Well, one of. <laughs> mm, I don't want to be the one that has to put the weight on.
0: <laughs> it's fair enough. Um, it's been such a pleasure and such an honor. I can see you're still taking in the office. I'm and- reading all your names. Please enjoy. You're welcome to stay here. I'm trying
2: to fundraise in New York, so I'm looking at all the
0: people <laughs> there. It's true, but which cause needs the, needs the cash? Comes one up. fair wage. Up oh, one fair wage. Yeah. Okay. See, that's
3: something, gonna, that's something so simple, kind of fundamental, and it will make a huge. Difference.
2: Oh, it would be. And Cuomo says he's going to bring it to New York, Governor Cuomo. And, and he's going to have a lot of pushback from the National Restaurant Association, the other NRA. Right. And so we have to be sure that we really you know, support him and push him to do it because it would be historic.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. This uh, sadly wraps up your New York leg of the Grace and Frankie tour. I hope you've had a good time. Fond mem- you've, New York has been important in both your lives. Yes, it has. Fond memories. Yes, yeah. I was born oh, yes. here. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I
3: wasn't born here, but I came here and from this,
0: Detroit. And, and she,
3: was
2: was where, she was a waitress at, at a Howard, Howard Johnson's. Johnson's.
3: Oh, Howard 49th Johnson's. 49th and Broadway. They got torn, you know, got closed down. She, she announced
2: that. that she was the waitress of the week,
3: month. Yeah, I would duck down behind the counter, you know. I was always mischievous. <laughs> well,
0: that doesn't sound like you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but oh. I wore my uniform regulation and all that. I always had a little paper hat on and a... Hairnet. I think he's trying to get rid of no, us. I know no, he's no, I, to close no,
0: no, it no, no, no. You just have too many talents to, to talk about. I mean, we can talk about your waitressing the next time. Let's save it for season five Grace and Frankie.
2: We'll do it. It's a deal. Give okay. me five. All right. Okay. It. Uh.
0: Good to see you guys. Fives all around. Uh, uh, Grace and Frankie, season four, this Friday. Check it out on Netflix. Uh, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, thanks for stopping by today.
2: Thank you. See you in Sundance.